Landon Nash is the founder and CEO of the most sustainable menswear line in the world. As the head of Tacton Stone, he has made it his mission to change the way that we think about clothing and fashion. He came to visit us in our lovely abode during our stay in Venice, California, to tell us about his journey thus far navigating as a newcomer in a saturated marketplace. He touched on his early interest in sustainability and how one article inspired him to drop a successful career in real estate to make a bigger impact. It was a really great conversation about men's fashion, sustainability, and taking passion-fueled calculated risks. Whether you're a fashionista, a sustainability junkie, or just want to know how you as an individual can make a greater impact, we really think that you will enjoy this conversation about changing the world one garment at a time. So let's get into it and see what's good. Welcome to another episode of the Quality Goods Podcast. We are coming at you today from Clubhouse Studios down in Venice Beach, California. Beautiful down here. I am Chris Beatty. And I am Anton J. And today we are talking to one of my longest time friends in the history of my life right now. Life. Yeah, my life. Today we have Landon Nash, the founder and CEO of the most sustainable menswear line in the universe that we know of. Whole universe. What's up, guys? We have Landon Nash. Yes, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you Thank you for joining us. Yes. Yeah, happy to be here. Awesome. Get just like a little bit closer. Happy to be here, guys. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Nice. Yes. Thank you for joining us, man. You know, we wanted to come down here, get a little rest and relaxation in, but we also had to make a, a little yeah. business, little little connections, you little know? Work, I mean, little play. Yeah. So uh, today we'd like to uh, talk about sustainability. We'd like to talk about men's fashion. Yes. And uh, my friend Landon over here is somebody that I never would have imagined would have even gotten to <laughs> Got this this <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> So, yeah, it's not it's not the conventional route to get to fashion. No, certainly not. But you know that always makes for better stories. Yeah, I think so. Yes. So Landon and I, just for a little background, I've known this man since we were about three years old. We were we might have been wearing diapers when we first met. I mean, met. I wasn't. <laughs> it's true. I think I was potty trained. <laughs> yeah, three years old is a little a little old for diapers. Isn't it? Chris had a diaper on like two, three weeks ago. That's how I remember we were just comfy. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, I just didn't want to get up off the couch. Yeah, you know? sometimes it just makes more sense. Yeah. But uh, you know, we we came down here to Venice Beach, California yesterday, uh, and it's it's just been lovely. I love the energy down here. I used to live down here. Landon now lives down here. Mm-hmm. We're all from the Bay, though, yep. so let's not forget about our, our roots. Mm-hmm. So, Landon, why don't you just tell us a little about Tact and Stone? Like, what is Tact and Stone? Well, I think you gave a pretty pretty good intro to start. We are the most sustainable menswear brand to launch to date that nice. we know of. Uh, we really wanted to bridge a gap between sustainability and fashion. Um, I think that there's some some great companies out there that are doing really good work in sustainability mm-hmm. and really pushing the message of sustainability and trying to educate the consumer on why that matters and, and why people need to be conscious about about what they buy. Where I felt that there was a market opportunity and, and where there was a market gap was in making good looking clothing, high quality, great fit, good look, something we can wear out with friends. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes. Something mm-hmm. that we can wear out, night out, mm-hmm. to work, yeah. in your everyday life. Yeah. Um, yeah, throw it on in the morning and then you can go all night if yeah, you need to. You, 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 you don't get go a to work. Versatility. Yeah, yeah. In the you go to work, you can go, go out after work. Mm-hmm. You can travel with it. Yeah. Um, fits what, well. Fits mm-hmm. well. Feels good. Mm. Um, and, and I didn't feel like that there was anything that was out there uh, before I started Tacton Stone. And, uh, you know, like I said, there's some amazing companies that are doing some great work, but it felt more outdoorsy. 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna yeah. go, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear this when I'm hiking or when I'm outdoors, mm-hmm. which totally makes sense. Yeah, yes. that's, that's the demographic. Those are the, yes, those are the people yeah. that think about those. Those things. are the people that think about it, that deeply care about it. But I think we're getting to a point in which more people have to care about yes. it, and more people are caring about it. Yeah. And I think we're on a precipice of of change. Yes, um, and not necessarily just in the fashion industry. I felt like that's where I could make the largest impact mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> with, with my skill set. But I, I think that it's starting to come into the awareness. Of, of the average person. Yeah. And it's just a logical step that every yeah. industry yeah. needs to do these things. I mean, we have it. to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we, if we don't, yeah. we're we in trouble. We're in trouble. Our, our kids are in trouble. And, and not, not just our kids. I mean, there was a study that just came out by Vice that if nothing changes, if we go mm-hmm. forward, status quo, 2050, yes. we're all fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I like society it. is going to be in a rough place. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. going to be climate refugees. Yeah, you, you seen Mad Max? You know yeah. that that's that's where we're going to be. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean that's, <laughs> that's a, yeah. I mean, it, it's something like that is possible, and uh, we need to change. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've all seen it just through the paper straw movement. You know, through all these yeah. uh, you know starbucks and whoever adopting the paper straws mm-hmm. you know it's all part of the same movement sustainability and uh you know thinking about the environment mm-hmm. when we consume you know yeah i mean i think one big point to make too is like you said there's a lot more people with the studies of like 2050 around that time it's they're not saying that world ends on 2050 it says we can't go back from that and that's what i think a lot of people try to it's like oh it's not gonna end yeah the world will be here but what we're saying is humanity yeah exactly how we live life right now won't be the same and that's that's where you have to like be realistic with people like well and i I think the tough thing with with studies like that and and granted 2050 is close yeah like we we will be we will be alive and well at 2050 i I, I certainly hope so exactly but the the whole the whole climate change issue, I, I think to the average person is like, they assume and understand like yes it's happening, yeah, but it's so far off. Yeah. But it, it, it it's, it's not it's not it's not it's, it's, it's definitely not. not yeah the magnitude is out of like, like, right. like if I'm looking out people. over the horizon like I can yes. see it over there and, it's and, like it's not yes. touching me yet and but, and we're seeing it now oh, in, the ma- sure in the magnitudes of of the storms yeah. that we see the, the fires. fires. Yeah. Holy shit. Record heat, record cold. The hurricanes, the fires. Yeah. You know, the hurricanes Floods. that we've had in the last four years are yeah. supposed to be once in a hundred year hurricanes. Yeah. And they're happening once a year, once every other year. Yeah. I mean, the fires that we've been yeah. having in California yeah. have been once a year. I've lived yeah. in, We've lived in California our whole lives, you know, and we're yeah. starting to see fires like we've never seen yeah. before. We get more, like in the Bay, we like get more... Frequently. Yeah, more defined, like, seasons. It gets actually colder than it used to. You know, yeah, it's yeah. Just, like, things, little changes. It's not snowing yet. Really? That doesn't mean it hasn't changed, you know. And no, I think the craziest thing was, what is it, last year, both Northern and Southern California, like, simultaneously had enormous yeah. fires that change the environment the so time. much yeah, yeah same time dude san francisco like the, yeah. there, it was like a, the worst the haze yeah. like i've never seen the worst in the world at yes. that point yeah. yeah i was lucky to not be the, in the worst time. air quality in the world the world yeah and it was it was apocalyptic like yes. if, you, if you see some of the photos oh, or some yes. of the videos of people trying to yeah. get out there it was apocalyptic yeah. And we were, yeah we were talking about too on our drive down was how that road yeah. was covered 405 yeah we're driving through the 405 talking about those pictures you think it was a hollywood movie but not yeah not an actual like la drive so so part part of that i mean all of this is part of the the reason and the inspiration for for tact and stone and and wanting to to be a leader uh of a new game you know obviously fashion is not a new game but it it needs to be yes you know and and it's gonna have to come from new brands Mm-hmm. to be able to lead the change and i don't know if you want to dive into that now but yeah, no, one of one of good. the one of the big big reasons that i felt like it was time for me to do this and to and to do and to start tact and stone is i went to a conference it was one of the first things that i did before i even started i just wanted to learn yeah, were, um, were you thinking about clothing and making yeah, clothing before yeah, yeah and and we can dive into the story but the the big brands are thinking about this and they want to 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 try and switch their supply chain and, and they want to be more conscious of what they're doing mm-hmm. it is so incredibly difficult for a large corporation yeah. that has to just switch gears that and, is ingrained yeah. in their supply chain and, and to be quite honest they don't know where they make all of their clothes exactly because it's such a complex supply chain it's such a complex 
way of doing things that they can't just snap their fingers and mm-hmm. say, okay, well, we're sustainable. Yeah. Like some of these yeah. larger brands have, a lot have, of money. Yeah. have goals. It's a lot of money. It's yeah, a lot yeah. of time. It's, it's a, a lot of research. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, you know, some of these big brands have goals of having 25% of their supply chain and, and their materials sourced from sustainable materials by 2025. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, that's so six years away from now. Yeah, and then we and need some action now. now. Yeah. So the change is going to come from small emerging brands, from new brands. Yep. And, Push it. And so by starting Tact and Stone, 100% sustainable, only mm-hmm. sourcing sustainable materials, only working with ethical manufacturers, we're able to scale in a way that larger brands aren't from a sustainability yeah. standpoint. Yeah. They're doing it from the get-go. Yeah, what's what's funny to me is <clears throat> a lot of these, like the high-end brands are getting praised for no longer destroying their, their stuff <laughs> and burning it. Like, that's not enough, but I, it's a start, I guess, for you guys. But it's so funny how they are getting a lot of, for that. Right. And it's like, you shouldn't have ever been doing that at first, but I get where you're <laughs> yeah. coming from, but that's already a messed up model, like, you know. Totally. So, yeah. yeah. So... But I thought it was kind of cool uh, when I first heard about your story um, was how you even decided that this is a thing you cared about, you know, like, so if you want to get back to that a little bit. Yeah, like, how did you go from selling real estate in mm-hmm. San Francisco, <laughs> very successfully, yeah, doing a good job yeah, of it, yeah, right? killing it, <laughs> to shifting gears to manufacturing clothing for men? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, that's not, it's not the, the easiest route to, to fashion, but uh, I've always been aware and passionate about sustainability mm-hmm. uh, from a from a young age, um, and I always tried to live my life in a way that had the lowest impact from a personal standpoint. Like very conscious about yeah. what I was doing, how I was living my life, what I was consuming, um, but I didn't really know how I could make a, a larger impact and. Mm. Um, yeah, like you said, I was a real estate agent in San Francisco. I <laughs> loved it. It's yeah. a, it's a great industry. I felt like I was having a positive impact on the people that I was nice. that I was working with. Um, but the sustainability thing was always always in my head. And uh, probably about two years ago, I read an article about the fashion industry and how wasteful it was. Where where this where was this article? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I was just I was just I was yeah. online and and uh, mm. something caught my eye about about the fashion industry. Well, anonymous mm. author, we we yeah, thank, thank you for you. inspiring yeah. Landon. Yeah. Mythical part yeah, of the story. And <laughs> and was just blown away by these stats that I had no idea and, and you know, before I started Tact and Stone, I was a huge consumer of fashion. Yeah. Mm, you know, yeah. I was making decent money. Like, I yes, like to look yes. good. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I would, cert, you know, I'd, I'd close a home. I'd get my paycheck. I'm like, <laughs> guess what home. I'm doing? I'm going shopping. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and I, was, I, was part of, I was part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I read this article. And, I mean, just a couple stats. 750 gallons of water to make one cotton T-shirt. <laughs> one shirt. It just doesn't even seem right. You know, T-shirt. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That doesn't even seem like... Yeah, yeah. man. And... and and something like 10 million tons of clothing waste goes to landfill every year just in the United States. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. a truck truckload of waste goes to landfill every second. It's like, why didn't yeah. anybody think of how to recycle these materials sooner? Yeah. Know? I mean, like, it's arrogance. It, it's insane. And then, and then you, you go deeper and, and, you know, sustainability is not just environmental. It's social yes. as well. Yeah. I did want to kind of get into that. Yeah. Cause yeah. some people that might be new to that term. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And so, you know, it's something like 75 or 80% of, of garment workers work in poor conditions. They get underpaid. And it, it's just, it's terrible. And, and you read about or you hear about the Rana Plaza um, catastrophe that was in Bangladesh, mm-hmm. where hundreds of people died in, in a factory Correct. collapse. And it's, it's just prevalent yeah. throughout um, these countries where garment workers and yeah. garment production is is that, prevalent and it's mm-hmm. just it's awful and it's saddening and it, it it's it's just it's terrible so i read this article i was blown away and i swore to myself like i'm i'm not going to consume clothing and fashion mm-hmm. the way that i do and you know to be honest i i didn't read that and say i'm going to start a business <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's I, a little more of like the eye-opener moment yeah, yeah. And, I, and i was like all right so Some i'm shit. i'm I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look for some, you know, a brand mm. that I I feel good about buying from. That I that I know that they are conscious about who's making their clothing, the materials that they use in making their clothing, and the impact that those materials have. 
and I didn't find anything. You know, and again, yeah. there's brands yeah. that are doing great work, but yes. it, it wasn't something that. You know, I didn't find any fashion pieces that I would want to wear to yeah, work. The, yeah. Yes, the stuff that you like. I, I just want to replace yeah, some the wardrobe I have. Some everyday yeah. attire. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so I started going deeper and deeper and deeper, and, and I, I couldn't find anything. And, and Like some people maybe sourcing organic materials yeah. or, uh, you know, one part of their yeah. uh, supply chain is sustainable, but not like from... Mm-hmm. There, know, there wasn't conception. anybody in the fashion world that was making good quality, good looking clothing yep. that was tackling what I felt to be every aspect of sustainability. Yes. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's kind of what sparked sparked the whole thing. Nice. That's kind of what I look at too is when you go with like vegetarian and vegan being such a bigger thing, these places just throw things on the menu that don't taste good or anything. They just do it to appease those people. Yeah. And you're like, no, I want to make it taste good. You know, so that's, yeah, definitely appreciative because I, yeah, like we, we've talked about the past. We want to look good, but still be able to say, you know, have, know that you're making that impact, yeah. you know, so. I mean, that, that was one of the big, that was the one of, one of the big things that, that I was, you know, adamant about when I started Tacton Stone. If I couldn't make clothing and fashion that stood up to anything in its own price point from a from a quality standpoint from a look standpoint in a sustainable way i wasn't going to do it yeah because at the end of the day if people if people don't see the clothing and say i would wear that then it's not unfortunately the story the story doesn't matter you won't even get a chance to tell that story people need it like as sustainable as your product is people still need to be like oh that's dope yeah Yeah, like i want to own a rock i mean i i I look at the tesla model right like if you look Mm -hmm. at tesla on its own as a product yeah. It looks good. Mm-hmm. It's freaking fast. fast. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> fastest car, isn't it? Exactly, fastest yeah. like production car. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing technology. Yeah. One of the safest safest cars yep. on the planet. Oh, and by the way, there's no emissions, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I kind of took that as an inspiration. Is like the product nice. on its own needs to be amazing. It needs to look good. It needs to feel good. It needs to fit good. Yes. Yeah. It needs to last. Yeah. You know, one mm-hmm. of the big problems is fast fashion, right? Yes, you buy a six dollar t shirt, you wear it once or twice, you throw it away. And yeah, you're okay with that because yes, it's six yes. bucks. About it for six and bucks. Exactly. I'm not gonna lie, I've been a you know I was participant too. in that yeah. in that as well, you know. And that's even like you said, you still fashion yourself as somebody who was thinking about those things but still that part of your life you weren't thinking about it. and then you start adding it up like oh my god I'm a, I'm a monster you know like that's how I feel right now like yeah. man I got all the I got shoes for fucking days so I feel yeah. you have like wasting like yeah not you know Nike is not the yeah, uh, you know, model of sustainability yeah. but Actually, you know, Nike, I think they're trying Nike, you know? Nike, does, there, Nike yeah. does some good work yeah. they, yeah, do, they well. do some good work within within sustainability I, I think the other thing they have to they now have to. yeah yes. they're gonna be that big Nike Adidas yeah Adidas for sure I've seen a lot about Adidas yeah they're gonna stop using plastics as of like uh, early virgin plastics. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, going yeah. to try to recycle yeah, All recycled plastics, yeah. plastics, which is so cool. Be, yeah, you know? it's a start. You know, like, I mean, all that Parley stuff they do is cool. It's, it's a start. Yeah. Yeah. But they look good and that's like you said, that's the big part, so. So you, you read this article. When was the aha moment when you were like, you know what? I can do this. So that came with the conference that I went to. So I, you know, I, I read this article. I was looking for a brand that I'd feel good buying from. Uh, couldn't find it kept kind of digging every you know every other day or you know whenever i had downtime because i was you know i was working seven days a week as a real estate agent (laughs) yeah Um, the real estate grind doesn't sleep no and so i would i would come home and i'd get on the computer and honestly i was trying to figure it out on my own like i was researching like what is sustainable materials like (laughs) i didn't know and you know before before I went to this conference, I was like, I'm going to make everything out of bamboo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's what I yeah, found on the internet. That's what I found through the Google machine. Bamboo, bamboo the most sustainable, sustainable yeah. material. Yeah. Ever. And, and so, I, I, honestly, I was getting a little frustrated. I mean, it was probably a couple months of, of looking through stuff. And, you know, the Bay Area and San Francisco doesn't have a ton of resources yeah. from a material Not standpoint. Not the biggest fashion yeah. uh, mecca. No, okay. you, you, there's no manufacturers. No. There's no sourcing there. And so... Um, I think I was at, at a Starbucks in San Francisco and I was on a break in between showings and I pull up my computer and I found this conference and it was called Textile Exchange okay. and it is a group and it's a membership and it's suppliers, manufacturers, brands that are members that are commi- committed to sustainability through textiles. Mm-hmm. And this conference is going on two weeks from the day that I found it. Wow. <laughs> and... In, it, in where, where it was the in D, it was in DC uh, that year, so it, cha- okay. it changes every year, and uh, I was like, you know what, I just 
I got to do it. Yeah. If yeah. I don't, if I don't, it if I don't you, do man. it, yes. if I don't do it, I'm going to regret it. Like I just want to go. I want to learn. And yeah. I, at this point, I had a very basic idea. Yeah. Right. The idea was to make good-looking mm-hmm. men's clothing that can translate to you know a lot of guys, and that is done in the right way. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm yeah. doing it. I I bought a membership. Nice. You know, because you had to be a member, member to go to go to, mm-hmm. to go to this conference. Bought a membership. Bought a flight. Went out to D.C. on my own with this very basic idea. And the goal was just to learn because I didn't know anything. And so I go there. I learned a ton about what sustainable materials were, what brands and retailers are doing, what manufacturers are doing. And I think one of the biggest things that I was scared about when I I went there is that if I start a brand... And I start to get some some momentum Mm. that a big brand will be like... I'm oh, sustainable. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And and that was one of the big things that I learned is that they've got these goals to, to switch their supply chain. Slowly. 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 Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? There might be an opportunity here. So and, and get so, in. Get yeah. in there. On the last <clears throat> talk, on the last day, mm. I sat down next to this guy and he's like oh where are you from I'm like San Francisco he's like no like what company are you from <laughs> and I was like oh I'm a, I mean I, I'm not from one I'm thinking about starting my own company he's like talk to me after oh, okay, and so okay. went and talked to him and and kind of told him what I was thinking and he's like dude you gotta come meet me in LA I think I might mm. be able to help you out alright I booked a flight on the spot mm. from DC back to LA oh, didn't even go back to no San Francisco yeah. Yeah. no time to ponder your decisions came yeah. down met with him and it was the best decision uh, that I've made nice. and uh, this guy Isaac Nicholson he has been in the sustainable textile world for 20 plus years wow. like he's way ahead wow. of his time and he's an absolute guru when it comes mm. to sustainable textiles and came down here him and his partner Andrew kind of told me how they could help me and in, in what I wanted to do and and uh, the rest is well it's not really history yet. <laughs> not but, yet. Still going. Not yet. Yeah, but yeah, we're writing those but, yeah. books I mean, they, right now. Yeah, they they I mean they had some amazing connections and, and unbelievable knowledge about the industry and, and how to do this. And they helped me set up my entire supply chain. Mm. They helped me figure out my entire material mix for all of my wow. all of my clothing so I would say hey I want to make a t-shirt like this and they said okay this needs to be 70% organic cotton 30% hemp mm. and that's that's huge well cuz and like you said I mean th- there can't be that many opportunities obviously the guys really helped you out but like if you mm. couldn't find people who are making it to sell it who's going to make it to, yeah, to for right. for a company so man that's awesome you, yeah and you and you can't find that stuff online yeah like mm. you can't source a supply chain mm-hmm. <laughs> through yeah, google exactly yeah. supply chain yeah. for sustainable yeah. material yeah. here's three options <laughs> you know like i'm i'm making a lot of my clothes in northern portugal wow. like, like how am i going to find that online yeah you would not have known <laughs> no. that. that that's the place and they're and they're and they were connected so, they're connected and these partners in in portugal are so um committed to sustainability and, and committed mm. to to trying to be uh, trying to be the ones that move the needle yeah I can see that yeah. and like it shows that just because you expressed interest mm-hmm. in doing this and you were not affiliated with some big brand already that <laughs> they were like say. oh we got we got something to yeah. work with that's here. probably what they were looking for that yeah. answer of like you're not some big company that like yeah, oh, that just was do it trying to do it to yeah. be the the face of the yeah. movement they found somebody to to do we're that really just yeah, from curious. grassroots yeah. you know that's awesome yeah, and I mean we've done we've done some incredible stuff with them and and trialed and tested yeah. research and development like the shirt I'm wearing right now I know you guys aren't going to be able to see it because this we'll is a, a podcast yeah we'll get a picture oh, yeah. but we'll this see is it in, the, in the picture check our IG feed in the near future yeah I mean this is this is the first woven button up that has upcycled cotton in it. Like that's and, crazy. And that kind of surprise. That's like a surprise to just hear those yeah. words. Especially you know? if a guy helping you out has been doing it for twenty plus years yeah. and like, it hasn't happened. Yeah, right? like how yeah. how has he not pushed this mm. into conception already? Well, because he's he's working with other materials and yeah. trying to push it out to bigger okay. brands. Okay. Which, he's just more yeah, which, not which as have easy a larger, to do. Which have a larger impact. Like look, yes. the the bigger brands yeah. distribution. Right. Well, and, yeah. the, and the bigger brands that are doing like even if a big brand is ten percent sustainable the impact they're, they're having a larger impact than than i am right now got yeah. you got because you. because of the because of the the there are 
audience yeah. already. You know, they're yeah, consumer. Like they're consumer-based already. Then pushing you right. going, okay, Yeah, like gotcha. they have millions of consumers already right. that are loyal to their brand. You right. Know? And so once I get to that point, obviously, mm-hmm. I'll have a larger impact. And we're set up to do that. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was... To, to go to that conference, to meet this guy on the last day who helped me set up what I've got now within a year. I mean, we went from t- from starting to work on Tact and Stone to launch in 12 months. That's, That's crazy. That's crazy. Totally flipping the script from a yeah. real estate guy. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I completely jumped in. Yeah. You know, and, and I was I was at a point that it... it, it it was kind of a perfect storm, right? Well, I was, I was 30 the, years old, hmm. didn't have a wife, didn't have kids, was lucky enough to have some money to be yeah. able to... Yeah, to, to fly to two start, weeks in. Well, <laughs> and, and to start the company, because yes. I've, I've funded this on my own yeah. so far. That's huge. Um, and so I feel very lucky and, and fortunate to have Absolutely. been in that, in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like it was the time to try. Yeah. And if yeah. I didn't try... I would have regretted it ten years down the line mm. when there was another brand yeah, doing, like mine. Yeah, doing exactly oh, what you. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's coming. So yeah, yeah be the guy. Yes, yeah. that's great. That's, that's that's really cool that you just decided to go all in like that. And like you said, you had the ability to do so. It just shows like sometimes you know you're setting yourself up for success by doing other things that mm-hmm. you didn't even know was going to lead to your next endeavor, but. By the time you reach the the that opportunity was knocking and you just opened the door mm-hmm. and it's looking you right in the face, you just you took it. I think you got to put yourself in situations yes. to be lucky. Yes, yes, and and be ready to take advantage of that luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that. Like, just sign up for that thing. Like, yeah. if you didn't sign up for that, you never made yeah. the other connection. You know, you if went you didn't to book an that event. Flight, yeah. yeah, who knows if you went home to think about it instead of going to L.A. How that might have changed everything. You know, so it yeah, it's a big leap. Yeah, hugely. Yeah, and and you know what, it's it's fucking scary. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I, by by no means have we made it yet. Yeah. Know, we're <laughs> brand new. We launched two months ago. Yeah, right. Like we're yeah. we're still in the grind. Like mm-hmm. we we need to build a name. We need to get yeah. the mm-hmm. awareness out. We need to educate the consumer. I, yeah. I think the average person, you know, when I tell someone, they're like, "Hey, what do you do?" I'm like, "I." have a sustainable menswear brand they're like what's that yeah, yeah and you have to, you have to t- deliver have to this whole spiel yes. you know like yeah and you have to put it in a way where you kept them intrigued to right yeah go back to it yeah Man. Yeah. So I, it's gonna t- it's gonna take time to build the name. I think yeah. it's gonna take time to build awareness. Yes. I think one of our biggest jobs is consumer education yeah. and telling people Absolutely, why they man. need to be aware of what they consume. And and yes. you know, obviously we're focused on on fashion, but I think it's a bigger conversation of just mm-hmm. you know getting this into the consciousness of the a- a- average person. Yeah. Yes. Because sustainability of, of, doesn't stop at fashion. Yeah. Right, you know, it's but, only one piece of the puzzle. That is absolutely correct. But I, I think. One stat that I do want to share, which is just absolutely mind-blowing. Fashion is the second largest contributor to climate change mm-hmm. behind oil. Yeah, It's well, oil, then fashion. Yeah, They're also consumers of oil and shipping yeah, and exactly. import-export. Well, and you know polyester yeah. is a byproduct of oil. Yeah, exactly. Which is the the leading material yeah. used mm-hmm. in all of fashion. Yeah, check your tags. I, I know you guys we'll like all that soft, you yeah. know, 50-50 yeah. blend, you know, but... And that, all the performance yeah. stuff, that's all polyester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all plastic. Yep. Yeah. And polyester, so people know, is plastic. Like yeah. a plastic mm-hmm. water bottle. It's polyester. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's, just a, it's just a different yeah, form. Yeah, we just and, don't and call use, it that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they try to take the edge <laughs> off of it by calling it polyester rather yeah. than something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I think that's it's big, like, for people to understand, too, is, like, the same way your brand is building, like, step by step, you don't have to cut everything off you're doing your lifestyle to help the earth, like, but take things away, and it's adding up, you know? Yeah, and, totally. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean... I don't expect or don't want people to only buy tech and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Like I, I, you know, the, the goal, especially now as a small brand, you know, hopefully we grow to a point yeah. where we offer everything. Yes. Right? Yeah. But right now, take the small steps, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. we, we, we produce the essentials. Yes. Right? The closet staples. Mm-hmm. Everything oh. that you need um, to start your wardrobe. Uh, we're not chasing trends, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think good. that's, that's good. also part yeah. of it. But For, I don't I don't expect that that someone's going to buy only from Tap <laughs> yeah, and Stone. Yeah, right. yeah. But, but you want to give them that option. If, right. if they can choose between one or the other and have a little impact, yeah. do that. Yeah, you yeah. give them that chance. 
Yeah, get stoned. Yeah. <laughs> tack it out. You know what I mean? Maybe that's our next marketing. Oh, yeah. Get stoned. Get, yeah, tack it out. Get stoned. <laughs> you know, we'll talk about it off yeah, there. We'll get yeah. some marketing. Yeah. Plan. <laughs> yeah, just TM right now. That's not yeah, Circle yeah, yeah. R yet. But. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to ask was um, after, you know, you, you went to the conference and all that, was it a t shirt was the first thing you wanted to start developing, or what was it for you that you wanted to, to put out there? So I think my plans were a little ambitious and, <laughs> and I think, you know, I, I was going back and forth on, on this. Okay. Like, do, do I want to do a couple different t-shirts and just say, okay, we're the most sustainable t-shirts there are. Um, okay. but I struggled with that mm. and eventually got to the point where I wanted someone to be able to come to our site and be able to outfit themselves from head to toe and so we were ambitious and and we we produced a full a full line for initial launch so we have three different types of t-shirts made from three different types of materials that serve three different types of purposes we have uh, a crew neck sweatshirt a hoodie a sweater a jacket three different types of button-ups and pants. Man, that that ain't yeah, cheap. No. That no, ain't cheap no. to manufacture exactly. a whole yeah. line. All from, like that, all from scratch ideas. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And, wow. and, and every single one of our garments has a story behind it mm. from a material standpoint. Mm. Um, awesome. And I think it's probably too much to go into on a, <laughs> yeah. on a podcast but about they, every they can single find this garment. information on your website, though, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Your, but your website contains this these yeah. stories, right? Yeah, but... Uh, but but for example, I, c- I can go into a couple of our of our products that are really really innovative. Uh, our our upcycled pocket tee is produced with the lowest impact cotton yarns on the planet. So it's fifty percent upcycled cotton, which is essentially cotton waste. Whether mm-hmm. it's an old T-shirt that someone donated to be upcycled, or from the manufacturing floor. They take the scraps, they grind it down, they turn it into wow. new new fiber, yeah. and then they spin it with organic cotton. And you get this incredible quality okay. with the lowest impact. So that t-shirt saves 538 gallons of water per t-shirt. So, real, real deal 50-50 yeah. right there. Yeah. So yeah. How, how does something like that, when like you have all these like multiple colors and stuff like that, how do they get it to uh, blend into something totally different? That's actually a great question. One of the great things with upcycling is you reduce the amount of dye that is needed because if you want to get a heather gray you take black cotton cutting scraps you take white cotton cutting scraps <laughs> you grind them together and now you got a heather gray okay. so our heather gray pocket tee has zero dye Nice. No, that's dye. a whole other thing. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. when you dye a shirt, you have to wash it out. You, you have know? to wash yeah. it. Yeah, and you know that. I mean, that's another thing in, in working with ethical factories, mm. making sure that they're taking care of their water waste. You know, I mean, when you see those pictures of these these rivers in China or or in Asia that are purple. Yeah. That's from the garment Man. industry. Like yeah. indigo Man. and well, indigo is natural. Is no. It? Yeah. no, no, no. We can get into a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about it, but yeah, because that's yeah. I mean, I so think, the, yeah. the shirt that I'm wearing is a chambray shirt, mm-hmm. which is one of the largest impact garments there is mm. because of the dyeing process that goes into it with indigo. Mm. Indigo dyeing is one of the most wasteful processes oh, wow. there mm. is. No idea. Because you have to rope dye the garments. You have to put them through these huge drums yeah. of indigo dye and water. Um, and so one of the issues is just the water that's being wasted mm. um, in that dyeing process. The other is if you're not working with a, a, a dye plant that treats the and processes the water in the right way, that's what's getting dumped in the river. Uh, so, you know, we, we really tried to think about, about everything. Yeah. Um, and we, we really wanted to push the needle on innovation. And, you know, we, we could have said, okay, we're making everything out of organic cotton. Yeah. And yeah. look, that's great. If yes. someone does that, step in the yes. right if someone does that, I, I tip I tip my hat to them because that's going to move the needle. Yes. Yeah. We decided that we wanted to go a step further. So nothing that we make is just organic cotton. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's organic cotton and upcycled cotton, organic cotton and hemp, mm-hmm. um, recycled polyester. Like we really wanted to push the needle on 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 sourcing materials that were the most sustainable that you know were were available to us mm-hmm. at that time and and we're committed to continuing to innovate and yes. and pushing the needle and we want to be known as the as the company and as the brand that doesn't settle yes. that that 
that really looks and, and tries to innovate within the industry to produce high quality, great feeling, great fitting clothing that has the lowest impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's so much harder for those other brands to argue why they don't do it that way if you're showing them it's done that way. Yeah. yeah. So like I was um, recently uh, able to attend this like book signing for Bobby Hundreds had his book and um, somebody you know, we're, we're in San Francisco so someone of course asked about sustainability and he said well the only real way is to not make anything you know that's but he said. That's what you want to do, but you taking that step to do the recycle. That's now taking stuff that's out there yeah. and take you know, and that's that's how you transform. Like you said, yeah. always be. Like, you're not settled at that, you know. You're like you want to see what else next. So totally, and and you know what, he's right. Yeah, the most sustainable way is is to not yeah. make anything else. Exactly, but it, that's not realistic. Exactly. Are we that's all exactly. gonna go to vintage shops? Yeah, and that's what buy, Go to the Goodwill exactly. and just yes. buy recycled garments. Yeah, no, that's what like, he's saying. He's like, we, you gotta be. We yeah. want to wear like new yeah. items. Exactly. New, and now we can do it yeah. in a way that. Is is conscious though? Yeah, that was. I mean, that was that was the whole goal. Yeah, that was the goal um, of Tact and Stone. Obviously, this was a new industry for you in general, you know. And, and like, we're learning a lot just from the few questions. But like, is there something really that stands out to you that after like talking to these guys that you're like, I didn't even factor that in, or is there any one kind of thing there? I mean, I, there there's there there's there's so much. Mm. I mean, you know, the, the, it's hard to fathom the global impact that the fashion industry has. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you think about... Hey, man, everybody's wearing clothes. Yeah, right? exactly. everybody, And everybody has to wear clothes. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know that there was one fact that, like, okay. jumped out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just the culmination of, of everything, mm. right? It just kind of hits you, like, right. wow, yeah. I mean, you know, you look at you look at the cotton industry as, as a whole. The cotton industry uses 25%, a quarter of the world's pesticides yeah. are used in the cotton industry. See, and, and you look at that, and there's, that. And, there's uh, and just yeah. that fact, you can look at so many different aspects of that. One, yeah. it absolutely destroys the soil, mm-hmm. which means you have to water it more. That's why there's so much water consumption in cotton. Uh, by destroying the soil, it takes down the amount of um, carbon that that soil can sequester out of the mm. out of the environment. So now I can't even take it out of there. Right. <laughs> and then you don't even think about the cotton workers and the people that are are spraying these pesticides mm. on the cotton that yeah. are dying being at, affected yeah. by those dying pesticides. at fifty that are yeah. dying at fifty because Run of cancer carcinogens. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just it. You know, that's uh, yeah. that's one part. And then, and this is a part, thing, but yeah. this is a part that nobody ever yeah. stops to consider. Like yeah. they just buy something, mm-hmm. they see uh, you know 100% cotton or whatever, but they yeah. don't think about like how that garment came to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still still blown away by the gallons of water. That part, you know, yeah. so that's just like crazy. one yeah. shirt, yeah. one item mm-hmm. that you are wearing. So one yeah. one thing that we do on our website, which I I think was was pretty cool, and, and what I wanted to communicate, and I and I think is a part of of trying to educate the consu- the consumer is we have done life cycle assessments on each of our garments and we show the impact reduction that each of our garments has. So if you go to the website, you'll see, hey, this shirt saves 538 gallons of water. Yeah. Or this this That's hoodie, big. this yeah. hoodie saves 1200 gallons of water. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. And uses 20 plastic bottles yes takes it out of landfill and uses 20 plastic bottles to make this garment and i like that man i mean because like i don't know how much impact i'm really making just the way like when i'm at airports or whatever and they have the water bottle machine where i'm filling on my bottle this is how many plastic it feels good to do that you feel you realize the impact is small but it's step by step every time i do it man And, and one of the things that that i was really passionate about is wanting to really have the consumer feel like, hey, th- look what I did, right? Yes. Like, I, I don't, I don't, as Tact and Stone CEO, I don't <laughs> want the accolades. I want, you know, if, if you buy a shirt, I want you to say, yes. hey, look what I yeah. did. Yes. Yeah, look because what I did. Without I that consumer, you're, you don't exist. You yes. know, if nobody's exactly. buying your garments, then yeah. I wanted it doesn't an, make I a wanted difference. to enable them to feel like they were having an impact yeah. and to feel like they were, were doing good. And, and, yes. and I think, I think the average person inherently wants to do good yes. and they want to give back. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to sustainability, it's not a very clear path of, of what yes. people can do. Yeah. They're always like, I don't know. I'm so small. How do right. I no. help? Right. Yeah. And so, you know, like as much as I was passionate about sustainability before I started tact and stone, 
I wasn't cleaning beaches on the weekend. Yeah. Yes. You know, like you I were littering maybe, right? No, but you weren't. No, yes. but I wasn't, I wasn't going out That's and like, agreed. you know, and, yeah. and people aren't going to change their daily life yeah. for this. And so I wanted to, I wanted to do something that enabled people to feel like they could give back mm-hmm. without having to change their daily lives. Yeah. Right. Like people shop. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. <laughs> yep. And you know, you can shop at Tact and Stone and have a feeling of like, hey, look what I did. Look yeah. how I gave back mm-hmm. without having to get off your couch. Yes, yeah. for sure. And then, I mean, that person's going to tell whatever 10, 30 people about it. Maybe one or two people are the only ones yeah. that really get that. But that's all that matters. You're building and building. And that's how you can, yeah, we're going to get those gallons down. Yeah. Man, and, I mean, yeah. within the first two months of operations, we've saved over 100,000 gallons of water. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that, and, salute and, you and for I, that, I think 1,000 plastic bottles. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. That kind of leads me into a, a difficult question because, you know, some people have trouble quantifying the, their impact and uh, they also have trouble, like, justifying, like, the price point on a, sh- on a T-shirt, you know? And so what would you say to those people who are hesitant about spending a little extra for this sustainability mission? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a great question. I, I and we tried to do our best to make this as affordable as possible, mm-hmm. and and I think we did a good job. I mean, yeah. you know, we yes. have we have a forty five dollar t shirt, a fifty five dollar t shirt. Yep. You know, I I don't think that's crazy, and and that is partly because of the brands that I was buying for before. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, you already before, were before I started Tact and Stone. Mm-hmm. But what I would say to to those consumers that are maybe buying twelve, fifteen. $25 t-shirts is we were, we were very, very focused on making a quality product and yeah. a product that's going to last years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And we weren't skipping steps. Right. And, yeah, yes. and I think, you know, I, I think part of the, the education that we have to do is that sustainable materials or green materials doesn't mean inferior. Yes, right. yeah, upcycled sure. cotton doesn't mean that it's yeah, that it's inferior tra- to yeah. traditional cotton. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And and so we were very <laughs> adamant on working with the highest quality manufacturers that can knit and weave the best product that's mm-hmm. going to last for years and years and years. And so instead of buying a twenty dollar t shirt once a year. You can buy a fifty-five dollar yeah. T-shirt and wear it for three years. Yeah, man, and, I'm not going to attest to that quality. You know, yeah. I've worn that out and about. Fits great, yeah. feels good. You know, upcycled cotton, mm-hmm. and it's you know, it's got a good weight to it too. Yeah. You know, I mean, something I love about it, like you said, is you know, you you don't um, you don't want to teach your horn about what you guys are doing. You want the the buyer to say, "Hey, I was able to make these impacts," and I yeah. like that because um, well, something we talked about in. Pos- uh, previous episodes is the quality is in the seamlessness and like not knowing why I bought it because it looked good and like holy crap there's a good story behind it so that's good but like from as well as you I I like to dress in certain things and whatever instead of going from like I'm wearing a brand that only two or three people know what it is and I like that they know it's a whole nother level of you don't even know the impact I'm making by wearing it you know what I mean and that's why I really like is that 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 thing that it's like I'm very intentional about what I wear so that's a big part of like yep. why putting it on you know yep. so yeah nice yep. yeah so you know you didn't have a background in fashion so what were some of the biggest hurdles you encountered when you first started really get diving into the design and the fit of some of your garments yeah I mean I, I think that there's you know, whether you're starting a fashion company or whether you're starting a restaurant or whether you're starting whatever business you're starting, you're going to run into hurdles. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I felt like I was extremely lucky in meeting the the partners that I have that were able to connect me with the right people, connect me with the right supply chain, connect me with the right manufacturers. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, a lot of a lot of our clothing is made in Portugal. Um, I think one of the hurdles that we have with that is just different cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being here in America, we're like, go, 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 go. Right. <laughs> like, Hey, Hey, here's a pattern. Make it. I yeah. want it tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Right? Yeah. And, and that's, that's not 
who they are and, yeah. and I actually kind of admire that yes. and, and a little slower sometimes right. you know? yeah. take and your to time have, to, have, to having a balance but you know in, in starting a new brand and yeah. spending all this <laughs> spending like, all this uh, money yeah. like, I gotta get out guys yeah I need see results yeah I don't have nothing sitting waiting I'm waiting on you but I think you know having patience um and and understanding that that is going to turn into quality um was you know I, I think something that i had to to temper myself for um i think just just in general just learning about the industry and again i got yeah. really lucky with the partners that i found yeah. that were able to hook me up with a designer that mm. had so much incredible experience um, throughout the industry from a technical standpoint and how to uh, make quality garments, how to design quality garments that are going to stand the test of time. And then hooking me up with a fit model that is, I mean, and this is, <laughs> this, is, this is absolutely insane, but a fit model that, and, and he is, he is well known within the industry. Wait, he, can you, you can drop his name if, if you his name remember. is Louie. Yeah. Louie. And he, Shout out to Louis. he, <laughs> absolutely blew my mind the first time that I met him and, and we had our first samples and he comes in and we put on a couple t-shirts on him and you see him kind of like kind of wiggle like into, into the garment and he's like I need a quarter inch more on the cap head of the, the left sleeve I need, so I, need a, I need a half inch in the armhole I need another quarter inch on the bottom hem and I mean he put the garment on within 10 seconds oh he spewed goodness. out all these stats of like 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 exact measurements like i need this i like take away this move the stitching on the shoulder oh, an eighth goodness. of an inch up like it was just unbelievable and he fits for some of the best brands and awesome. you know some of the the the, the biggest brands Premier, that we yeah. know mm. you know gets flown out to asia <sighs> to do fittings no, in the, so you know how awesome. do you even fall into this career path can i, I like be his like uh, know, and, and what's crazy like he never gets photographed yeah, yeah. like when it, when it's a fit model like that's what it is it's it's yeah. for fit, fit. Like yeah he, it's he, nothing, he not for is, aesthetic he is the perfect medium yeah that's crazy and so you're you, the medium wow you fit everything <laughs> what if i want to be the perfect medium <laughs> you're not you're not, dude, you're not. damn you louis your name's yeah. not louis bro. but he i mean he he's just unbelievable and so to be able to get connected to these people to be able to put out a product again that is high quality that yeah. fits well um but is done in the right way yes um so that and i just i think i got incredibly lucky to to meet these guys and you know i mean there there's hurdles all the time right like yeah. didn't yeah. didn't have enough labels for one of our first you know <laughs> and it's like and then you have to rush them from the label Man, manufacturer that extra, pushes you back three yeah. weeks yeah. which doesn't seem like a long time but it's like well you have schedules right yeah. Yeah. you're yeah. trying to hit you're everything trying to release some goods yeah um so i mean you you hit hurdles every day but i think it's about um understanding that you're going to hit those hurdles being able to take it in stride, pivot, and honestly, I, I think just having the right mindset and not beating yourself up about it. Like uh, you can control absolutely. what you can control, yes. exactly. Yes. And 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 I think you you just have to, yeah. to be able to you go to, through life yeah. in general like yeah. that. Surrender when running a yeah. business, you have to surrender yeah. control mm -hmm. sometimes, and that's that's okay. And you have to you have to realize that. Yeah. A little bit of a back uh, track, a little bit um, for the name Tact and Stone, like. How did that make sense for your brand? Before I answer what tact and stone means to me, I want to know what tact and stone means to you. You know, to me, like being tactful is just like, you know, putting thought into what you're doing. And stone is something that's like, you know, forever. It's like here to stay. So, you know, I just pulled that off the top of my yeah. head right now, but... I look yeah. at it a little different. I mean, yeah, those are like the meanings of the words. To me, I, I, I hella just see like a hammer in like an anvil, bro. Like really, you know what I'm saying? Like just from the ground yeah. up, build some shit, you know? Some blacksmith type. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even though it's not yeah. exactly that meaning, but yeah, that's why I look. That's why I look. Yeah. See, I, I love that. And and I, I, I wanted to have a name that meant something, uh, but wasn't in your face sustainability mm -hmm. yes right? I, was, I didn't want to yeah. do i didn't want to do green clothing yeah, <laughs> exactly sustainable clothing yeah. bro that's shit, that corny man yeah. for real so I, I wanted something that meant something but was you know it, it was going to take some yeah. thought mm. to to understand but uh tact and stone to me so tact is kind of chris what you were saying but you know tact to me is is understanding how to act in any given situation to know what's mm. aesthetically pleasing um yes and stone is the earth 
Mm. And so that was, that was, that was my thinking. But again, I I didn't want it to, to be in your face and like shoving it down your throat (laughs) of sustainability. Yeah. I don't think that would not resonate right with people. It's like, you know, like you said, yes, sustainability is cool, but if your clothing doesn't look great, then nobody's going to buy it anyways. You know, like if, yeah, if there's a, a t-shirt like, you know, out in the, at the store that I see mm-hmm. and it's uh, 100% sustainable or whatever, but it fits yeah. me like really weird, like, yeah. I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, if it looks like trash, I'm like, oh, that's cool that they do that. Put it back on the shelf, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? For real. Yeah, it's though. like, oh, yeah. that's great, but yeah, not for me. Yeah. Right. It is that balance. Yeah. So why don't we address something that uh, I'm sure is a, a problem for clothing, sustainable clothing manufacturers and non-sustainable clothing manufacturers alike. How have you navigated the world of social media oh, and man. marketing in this modern <laughs> age? Every brand of this yeah, point, I mean, yeah. they're, they're, clothing, it's just it saturated with everything. So yeah. how do you try to stand out in this oversaturated marketplace? I mean, I think it's a question that I ask myself every day and it's something that I think about every day and, and there's not, I don't think there's a right answer to it. And, and, you know, I think starting a brand in the fashion world where, you know, like you said, it's an incredibly saturated market. Um, I don't have a name. In in the industry, yeah, like Land, the Landon, Landon Nash, Nash. <laughs> Landon Nash doesn't mean starts anything, his own brand. Right? Hey, it means something right. to me, yeah. man. <laughs> um, but you know, if if someone started this that had already started a successful clothing brand or yes. a fashion brand before, or even just a, like made a brand name for themselves, yeah. right? You know, it would have been it would have been a lot easier. So, I mean, we started from zero, yeah. and I think our strategy is to be authentic. To to who we are. Sorry, that plane yeah. is really loud. It's buzzing. On <laughs> you, want, you want me to wait? No, no. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Okay. Um, no, I just I, I think it's it's about being authentic and trying to tell your story in in, in the the realest way possible. Yes. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily try to do any gimmicks. I, I try to tell our story on why we why we're doing this, what it means to us, mm-hmm. why I think it would matter to you. Um, but you know, so social media is a full-time job in itself. For sure. Don't if you, if you want to talk about hurdles, let's go back <laughs> yeah. to hurdles. Building a following on social media wow. is not easy. No, no, man, no. I cringe Especially every time I think about having real way. You know, that's the difference. Yeah. yeah. Every time I'm, just, I just post. I'm just like, man, like yeah. I really, yeah. It's just, yeah, makes me sad. Yeah, you should, you, you should yeah. see the document that we have to plan out our social media posts <laughs> every week. Yeah. We, we have like a yeah. six page Excel mm. spreadsheet. With that, all the photos with all and the all, photos, the, all the captions. The time you put yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. The hashtags. The hashtags, yeah. what we want to communicate. I mean, we, we have three pillars in our, in our communication strategy uh, as a whole. And this, you know, goes to our website, our email marketing, our social media strategy. We have three pillars that we really stand on. One, obviously, is sustainability. Uh, two is quality and value. And I think that that's really important, especially mm. with the sustainability aspect. It's like, look, our, our clothing is, you know, high quality, has mm-hmm. a ton of value um, on its own outside of the sustainability aspect. Yeah, exactly. And then I think the other one is comfort and fit. Yes. You know, when you look at what people want in their clothing is they want comfort and fit and style mm-hmm. and they yeah, want quality and value. One. Yeah. Yes. Right. And so those are our three pillars. And, and so when we look at, at our, our posts or our marketing, we want to communicate through one of those pillars. And, you know, I think the tough thing for me is trying to communicate it in a way that is digestible. Yes. through the consumer it's like you know you get me on a podcast we talk for an hour yeah. I'll, I'll sell you right but to do it with the attention span that consumers have now that yeah. you know 15 to 60 yeah, scrolling through your ig yeah. feed you know yeah. you got to fucking yeah. capture them for more than that that scroll yeah. you know you got to yeah. make them stop on your post right. mm-hmm. so it's it's incredibly difficult and it's something that we're still working on and and something that we're still trying to find the magic sauce and I don't know that there is a magic no, sauce no, I think it's, it's changing not, yeah, it's and changing. the algorithm yeah. has kind of screwed things up for everybody yeah. but you know the one thing I want to say and I know I haven't seen it because I follow you guys uh, these fuckers that put sponsor ads right it's fine not the sponsor part has no problem with it stop doing stupid challenges 
as your commercial. Like, I swear to God, I'm gonna see some real estate dude kick the bottle, the water bottle top off, and I'm gonna fucking hate it. Dude. Like, <laughs> like, dude, like, just be yourself, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just sell you, me a house. Exactly. I don't you weren't gonna do some water the challenge. bottle challenge. Yeah, but if like a young cat who would do that challenge does sell houses that makes sense but don't be that 50 year old dude that wouldn't have done that otherwise you know and that's that's like you said being authentic man you gotta be real, you gotta be real to yourself yeah, yeah man and, and, I, and I think that that's that's something that we've done so far and, and something that I'm committed to yes. to doing as we scale and you know I, I think that that's that's one of the big things that I'm that I'm focused on as the company grows is is really having a, a solid culture within the company mm-hmm. and we you know we have we have something to stand on, yeah. um, and that's that's a purpose. And the purpose, and it, it might sound might sound silly, but our purpose is to save the world, yeah. you know, and <laughs> yeah, save I mean, it, save it one, one shirt at a time. That more people want need to do that, man, yeah. for sure. And and so I, I think that that kind of bleeds into our our strategy from a marketing standpoint is just being real and and communicating our yeah. why, yeah. you know, yes. you know, we're we're here for a reason. We're here. We're not here. To, to pedal shirts yeah, we're, not, we're yeah. here it's we're not here clever screen printed whatever yeah. you know this is just like yeah, this is your platform yeah. to save the world you yeah. know what I mean that's the, what yeah. you decided to, to take on to yeah. yeah for sure yeah I like it yeah now's a good time that we can go into a segment that we like to call support quality and we would like to ask you something that has brought quality to your life now this can be a person a place a thing a process but something that has recently brought quality into your life or your business. Uh, I'll start with my life. Um, I think I'm incredibly lucky to have the parents that I had. Yeah, and I, I know them well. And the yeah. up, they're mm-hmm. wonderful people. Yeah, and the upbringing that I had um, has supported a quality life, yeah. and has you know supported an opportunity to be where I'm at now. Um, and I couldn't be more grateful for the for the upbringing and the and the parents that I had, and also also the friends and the network that I had uh, absolutely, growing up. Absolutely, man. Um, and you know, with, without the people in my life, uh, I wouldn't have the quality of life that I have. Yeah, I I just have to take a quick moment to second that because Landon and I have one of the most supportive groups of friends and family that. I have ever known like I've again a lot of people make those same remarks when they come into our circle they are just like how do you have this incredible circle of family and friends around you that has been uh, like solid for your entire life basically it's it's crazy yeah so when I think of quality of life I think about my friends and family and I'm I'm incredibly lucky for that Uh, something that I've found recently um, is making sure I take care of myself yes, mentally and physically self-care yes. self-care mm-hmm. um, you know even even as a one-man show for tact and stone right now <laughs> uh, I make sure that I, I take time to uh, meditate every day nice uh, I write in a gratitude journal every day and I make sure I work out every day and I don't think I would be a quality person with, without those things, I, I could be a real dickhead if I don't do those things. <laughs> but you know where you're at. You know yeah. what you need yeah. to do. That's, that's um, self-aware, yeah, man. For sure. Yeah, and so I, I think I think being self-aware and, and making sure I take care of myself first allows me to be a quality human being and to be a quality leader of my company. Um, so I, I think that that's incredibly important. I think that gets lost in in today's grind of mm, hey, gotta, sure, gotta work every second of every day yeah, to yeah, make uh, it yeah. you know, yes, rising, talk, rising grind yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know and, and yeah. it's true and, oh, and look I'm not saying yes. I don't work hard yes. I, yes. I work incredibly hard but yeah. I make sure that I take care of myself first yeah. and, and, and you have to yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, just like you said, without those practices, you wouldn't be a quality person and you wouldn't be able to accomplish the things that you do without taking those steps to make sure that you're in the position and you're in the right mindset. Well, like you talked about, you know, people might say, oh, you're lucky to be able to have your brand. You're not lucky. You put yourself in those spots. You know, you have to take those those leaps and all that. And it comes off as luck to a lot of people. But yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? I I do believe in luck. Mm -hmm. um, But like I said earlier, I think it's about putting yourself in the position to be lucky. Yeah. More chances to be lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then being skilled enough to take advantage of that luck. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. Luck is where preparedness meets opportunity. Yeah. And when opportunity comes knocking, you just got to know to like grab it and, you know, ride it out to yeah. the fullest. Exactly. Exactly. So where can the people find Tact and Stone? 
It's pretty darn easy. <laughs> Tactonstone.com. Okay. I like it. Um, Instagram? Uh, Instagram, Tactonstone. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Tactonstone. Okay. <laughs> what, what about IRL? What about the... Mm-hmm. I, I know you got a brick and mortar coming. <laughs> I know it's on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. We will be that? opening a, a brick and mortar shop in the Arts District of downtown LA at yes. 1325 Palmetto Street. Um, really cool shop. It's small, but it's you know, okay. I think it's... Yeah. You know, I think another thing that, that's Sustainability. Important, footprint. Footprint. I think, uh, I think another thing that's important about tact and stone and something that we're pushing is is really getting people to interact with the garments i think absolutely once man. people once people feel the quality yeah. and they feel yeah. the materials it's big they can you know yes. see it on they can yeah. see big. the fit mm-hmm. um you can I, rid I, them I, of right. rid them of skepticism right yeah. and then you and then you supplement it with the story it, it's kind it's kind of a no-brainer um, we actually have a retail experience going on in San Francisco. Oh, um, okay. Why was I not made aware? Oh, oh okay. yeah. So there's there's a company called uh, Batch, and okay. they are trying to change the retail experience for the consumer, and they're trying to make nice. it more comfortable. Where's the set? It's in San Francisco in Russian Hill, 1648 okay. Pacific Avenue. Okay. Um, but what they do, it's pretty cool. They've got a big showroom there in San Francisco, um, and they curate... Uh, an experience around a theme. And so this mm. next theme is West Coast. Nice. And so all the brands <laughs> that they curate are um, originated from the West Coast. Mm. And it's not just apparel. It's not just clothing. It's home Any goods, kind of Western nice. fur- furniture, personal care products. Yeah, because yeah, uh, all retail spaces need right. a better experience. Right. Yeah, yeah, sure. And yeah. so they, they set these up, the, the retail space as like it was someone's home. So you have a living room, you have a bedroom, you have a kitchen. <laughs> uh, and and so Tact and Stone will be the exclusive menswear brand. In the closet. Nice, in, man. In San Francisco. <laughs> How long uh, is this going to be ju- taking ju- place? Starts July 8th, runs for six weeks. Okay. And and then it moves to the Hudson Yards in New York for 11 weeks. Nice, man. That's really cool. I'm going to have to awesome. go check that out yeah. for sure. So I think that's I think Are that's you going to be up the there at any point? I, I can't leave. I can't Bow. leave home Bow. base right now, unfortunately. <laughs> we'll send you some pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We'll, 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 we'll support quality. We'll yeah. hashtag yeah. you. We'll tag you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, I mean, anybody that's in, in those areas, I would highly encourage you to go check it out. Uh, I think I think once you interact with the garments, it kind of completes the story. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's really cool. And I love the garments. And, yeah. you know, really I, pick, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm slowly building my tact and stone wardrobe. Like I said, <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, even if it's one piece at a time, that's okay. And, and, and that's, that's how, how it starts. Yeah. And, you know, back to Anson's point earlier, like you, you don't have to, you know, it's not about buying everything. Right? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to throw out everything you have. Yeah. That's actually the exact opposite right. of what we want you to do. Right. Probably. If you are going to throw stuff out, hit me up. Nice. I'll upcycle it. Hell yeah. Send it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Is, to there, me. is there a place where so people that's, can that's do that? That's something that we actually didn't touch on. And I don't know if we have to. Let's throw it one of the, the big things that that is inherent in the tact and stone model is what's called a circular economy. Um, mm. Everything, most things right now is a linear e- economy. It's make, take, waste, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you make it, someone, someone takes it, yep. they consume it. I mean, that's, that is what consumerism yeah, is. is. You consume it. And then, and then you make waste. Yeah, I, I usually try to like at least take mine to like one of those res- bins that yeah. like donates it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. my my usual go to. Yeah. at least um, now we know every everything that that Tact and Stone makes and everything that we design is designed to be put back into the system. And no, look, this is going to take a couple years to implement. You know, once we start gaining our um, our consumer base and and, and game, gaining customers, but we are going to implement and and we we can now implement a a circular economy so chris you bought a shirt from us yes. what a couple months ago yes right? yes let's say you wear it for the next two three years yeah and yeah, it starts having a life like it, that it sure. starts to wear down you're like okay i'm ready for a new one mm-hmm. you send it back to us we give you a discount on your next purchase oh, and with yeah. that we take that shirt we send it to our supply chain right. they grind it down they turn it into a new garment there's absolutely zero waste yeah. now obviously it's going to take some some <laughs> yeah it's going to take some time but it's yes. also going to take some collaboration yeah. with yes. the you with need the people consumers. to do it yeah. you need people uh, and, to act on but this. we we will offer we will send you a return label we will pay for it 
That's awesome. give you a discount nice. on your next purchase. Yeah. You know, we want we want to incentivize people to buy in, right? Yeah. And and to create this community where, you know, it, it's it's zero waste. Like we have a goal mm-hmm. of being a carbon neutral company you know, within the next four or five years. Yeah. Nice, man. Well, yeah, it's like you're not even buying shirts, man. You're just buying. Yeah. Buying yeah, into buy, the yeah. movement, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you can and you uh, can look good. Yeah. Exactly. And you feel, feel good. good. Yeah. And you yeah. do good. Yes. Definitely. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and now your parking meter is expiring. Mm, yeah. So it's a perfect time perfect to wrap time. this up. One more time. Where can the people find you? Tact and Stone everything. Tactonstone.com. <laughs> everything. Tact and Stone on Instagram. Hell yeah. Um, Cop your shirts so you can give those shirts back yeah. later, get a discount on new shirts. They and also make got the chinos, pop, people. They yeah, got chinos. They got hoodies. We got button ups. We got sweatshirts. Yeah. We got uh, now pack of sweaters. No socks and undies yet, but yeah, you know, I'm waiting on those drops. Make a little Henley for me, maybe. I'm into Henleys. We got you. But you can find me. At Mr. Beatty, M R B E A T Y. I am at Young Men Old Souls, Souls Like the Sneakers. Yeah, we are at Quality Goods TV on Instagram. Yes, we are. Like, and don't follow us on Twitter. I don't like tweeting. Yeah, we don't do that. Um, find us on YouTube, us. though. Yes, DM us, man. YouTube. Like you, yeah, exactly. We're going to put some new stuff out for you guys. Yeah, I, don't th- I think this podcast might come out after the next YouTube drop, but there you go. if you didn't catch it already then go back and watch it when you hear it you got questions for Landon or us DM us let us know if you know someone doing some dope shit let us know we came down to LA for this lovely brunch party that we are all attending tomorrow and uh, it's a nice event and we'll be attending it again in the future so uh, DTLA brunch parties let's uh, yeah holla but until next time we are out 